On the line with me is uh, Jim Suhan, and uh, Jim, thanks a lot for uh, for dealing with uh, a backup uh, today for our, our uh, regular talk. But uh, I'm a I'm not a sports expert like you guys are. I'm I'm basically a, a fan, uh, so I, I think uh, I talk more with my heart on my sleeve than I do with a lot of a uh, common sense stuff. Todd is always taking me to task for that, but uh, so just be patient with me. I will do so. Okay. Well, Jim, you know, I, I cannot remember a time where the Twins pitching staff had a guy who's uh, number one in the league for wins, another guy who's number one for ERA, a guy who's fifth in the league for strikeouts, a guy who's tied for the lead for quality starts, another guy who's, you know, fifth in the league in saves. You know, the Twins uh, really seem to have a great starting pitching staff right now. They do, and you think about the glory years. 87, they basically won with about two-and-a-half starters. Uh, In 91, they kind of had three starters, and they figured it out from there. Uh, You know, the great years with Johan Santana, he was by far their best starter. He and Radke, and then it fell off. They both Bonzer pitched the second game of a playoff series (laughs) once. Uh, That's, you know, so this is is new, and Gray has been exceptional. Lopez has been excellent. Uh, Ryan has been excellent. I think Malley's been good, and they think he's going to settle in and be even better. Uh, Kenta Maeda has been the wild card uh, guy who was great a few years ago, older, coming off Tommy John. Usually when people come off Tommy John surgery, they lack command. It takes them a while to get command of their pitches back. And then the Twins did something very unusual this week. They pitched him when they basically said, okay, go ahead and take your start, even though you were coming off uh, – you know, Tommy John and a ball banked off of your ankle. Uh, usually they give people all kinds of extra time. They said, nah, let's just put you out there. And it did not go well. No. He did not pitch well. Uh, he dove for a ball. He ended up with kind of a sore back and a sore arm. And, and I, I'm sure he's going to go on the injured list now. And now they have Bailey Ober who's going to probably step in. Not, we don't know for sure. And if it's not Bailey Ober, it's Louis Varland who's pitched well. for. Them. They've just never had this kind of pitching depth. This organization has always been... Uh, whether by choice or by function, they've always had good hitting and just enough pitching or not enough pitching. And this year they have an incredible amount of pitching. They also have Duran, who might be an all-star closer. They have an all-star closer in Lopez, who's their setup guy, Gilbar. um, And if they can get Griffin Jacks going, they're going to feel really good about the top four relievers too. So this is a completely different kind kind of Twins team. And yet, with the pitching riches, we're still only a couple games above uh, 500 in a very uh, weak division here, although they haven't played a whole lot of division games. Uh, but, um, you know, it just goes to show we need to, to get the bats going, too. Yeah, and, you know, April baseball, I never even look at the standings. It's much more about how you're playing and what you need and whether you can fill your needs. Uh, the most important thing that can happen in April is your pitching staff looks good. That has happened. Now they get Polanco back. With Polanco, it looks like much more of a professional professional lineup. Um, you know, Buxton's still not playing every day. Uh, they, they do need they need to swing the bats better. But one of the biggest things has been Correa has not hit, and you know he's, he's at the point of his career. You know, it hit the end. Of, the numbers going to look like the end of the year if he's healthy. Uh, if he starts hitting, that's going to make a big difference. And and frankly, uh, one of the biggest things they're going to have to deal with here is the fact that Max Kepler is again looking like a subpar major league hitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, he hasn't had a good offensive season since 2019. He really didn't have a good offensive season before 2019. So it's going to be really interesting to see if this continues, uh, whether he is going to be their everyday right fielder going forward. Yeah, he is uh, scuffling along. So who would they, they plug in if uh, he was sent down or released or traded? 
Uh, well, Kirilov is swinging the bat well at AAA. Uh, my sources are telling me they're not thrilled with Kirilov. They don't really trust him, uh, that they're not just going to bring him up and plug him in the lineup every day. They like Larnick. They want to give Larnick some run here. But Kirilov is obviously, even if they don't, aren't thrilled with him, he's still the next obvious call-up. So if they get, you know, if they get into the season, Kepler's not producing and Larnick is, the easy thing is to call up Kirilov, have him play first, put Gallo in right, Larnick in left, um, and, you know, and, and as long as Buxton's DHing, that probably works. If Buxton goes to center field, then there's probably room for Larnick, Kirilov, and maybe somebody else to be in the lineup. You know, we were talking about uh, pitching earlier, and last season, uh, Wes Johnson, the pitching uh, coach, left to go back to, to college, uh, you know, baseball. And I don't know if he thought that uh, things were not looking so good for the Twins pitching prospects in the future, but uh, now we got, what is his name, Pete Mackey, is it? Yep. Yeah, and, and Wes Johnson, really, he's, he's from the South. Uh, you know, the life of a, a major league coach, you spend two months at spring training, and if you don't live in the spring training site, that's just all road time. You're gone, you know, incredibly credible schedule for six months of the year. Then if you postseason, it's seven months of the year. It's a hard life. Um, and he had a chance to make a lot of money, more money down in, at LSU than he was going to make as a major league pitching coach. Uh, and he thinks, you know, I think privately he thinks he's in line to be the next head coach where he make even more money. Uh, college baseball is big down there. It was really more of a career, family, uh, earning opportunity than he's running away from, with anything from with the Twins. Uh, Pete Mackey, you know, there's some question whether he would get the job. He's gotten the job. And, you know, I will tell you this. The average fan overrates the importance of these coaches. Um, you know, I've talked to a bunch of Twins pitchers in spring training, and almost all of them have their own pitching guru. Some of them go to a place called Driveline and get instruction there. Uh, they all have coaches. They, they you know, so... So the major league pitching coach is kind of there just to kind of help manage the staff, maybe implement some ideas, maybe help somebody when they're struggling a little bit. But most of these people have their own programs and their own ideas. So it's not like the pitching coach makes or break the, breaks the pitching staff. Of course, uh, the Timberwolves season ended with uh, a shot by Anthony Edwards uh, banging off the back of the rim there, and then he uh, sprinted off the course, uh, the court and – uh, I didn't see it when it happened. I didn't even know anything about it until I saw the big hubbub uh, this morning about the fact that he may be facing some assault charges. Uh, what was what the spinning a chair around or something like that? He sprinted off the court after that last shot and kind of flung a chair to the side as he was trying to sprint to the locker room in disappointment. The chair he threw the chair up in a way that it hit two women employee security guards. Uh, they and. So just sticking to the facts here, uh, injuries were not significant, but they were probably bruised, let's put it that way. Um, And, you know, that is considered, um, you know, that is considered a a criminal offense. Um, And so he could face a short jail stint or a thousand dollar fine. You know, most likely in this case, it's probably just going to be a fine, but it sounds like they might have him come to Colorado in June to face, to face, uh, charges in this case. So I, I don't want to either overblow it or, or under, underplay it. Um, he shouldn't have done it. You know, he, obviously he's responsible if he throws a chair and it hits somebody. That's a bad thing. Uh, I don't think it's going to result in any huge penalty. It, honestly, to me, if you want to bring it all back home with the Timberwolves, I think this is a very immature team. 
And Edwards is a 21-year-old. He did a few amateur team, amateur things this year. Uh, Towns is immature sometimes. Gobert is immature sometimes. Even Kyle Anderson, who's probably the most you know mature thinker on the team, he did some immature things. Jaden McDaniels punched the wall. I think this can still be a good team. I think it can be a really good team. But the, the part of what they need is to be a more mature team. You just have to, you know, a lot of it, I I would think, have to go down to coaching and, um, you know, making a good example. Do you think uh, Finch might be uh, on the hot seat? No, and really that's kind of, I mean, I think we think of high school coaches as being kind of these father figures. Mm -hmm. NBA, these people have entourages, they have agents, they have uh, financial advisors, they have personal gurus. They The coach is supposed to organize them and get them to play well within the structure. Uh, you're not going to, you know... Uh, Anthony Edwards didn't fling that chair because of anything Chris Finch did. Chris Finch, now I, I think Chris Finch needs to find a better way to incorporate all these pieces into a flowing offense. I think he needs to find a better way to have Gobert make an impact defensively. But you know, I don't. But the NBA, an NBA coach does not control athletes. Well, uh, Jim, before we let you go, uh, your thoughts on the NFL draft and are the Vikings uh, maybe going to make a move for a running back or a quarterback? Uh, I will be there tonight. I do not think they will make a trade for a running back. I don't think there's any chance of them giving up assets to, to go get a running back. Maybe they take a running back later in the round. I think the intriguing possibility here, and there, there are kind of three, st- three ways I can see this going. Uh, one is they stay at 23. They take the best cornerback available. Uh, scenario number two, they trade down from 23, try to pick up some extra picks uh, and get multiple players they like uh, kind of on their top 40 list. Uh, the most intriguing possibility is a real possibility, and that is they try to find a way to trade up to get Anthony Richardson and have him be their quarterback of the future. Uh, some people have Anthony Richardson going in the top five. Some have him slipping to 12 or 15 or 18 or 22. So they would have to go significant assets to get him but my information is they love him and that they, if he slips far enough, they might go up and get him. Yeah, I mean, when you think about it right now, I'll, I'll be darned if I can think of who the Vikings' backup quarterbacks are. You know, Cousins never gets sick and never gets injured, and uh, he's, you know, at least a medium to an upper echelon quarterback. So, you know, probably not a bad idea to get somebody to be, start waiting in the wings and uh, get ready to, to move in when, uh, when Kirk, uh, Kirk Cousins goes. Well, they like Kirk. They don't love Kirk. Otherwise, they would have extended his contract past uh, this upcoming season. So I think they look at it as Anthony Richardson is a very talented guy, probably needs some coaching um, and development, and you could play Kirk this year, and then if Kirk doesn't light the world on fire, your future quarterback is sitting there. You can you know, let Kirk go, trade him, whatever the scenario would be, and then start – and I just – I think they're looking for somebody they think can win a Super Bowl. I think they like Kirk. They think they, they, he can win games for them. I think they're looking for somebody he can win a Super Bowl with. All right, Jim Suhan, thanks a lot, Jim. Great, thank you.